Welcome to WRFG Atlanta, 89.3 FM on your dial. Next up, Alternative Perspectives, Atlanta's only queer radio hour. Hold on tight. And thank you so much for listening to WRFG Atlanta 89.3 FM. We are in the middle of our spring fun drive. So if you love WRFG or if you just happened across it, please donate. Uh, Listen, this is, oh, go to WRFG.org to do so. And I'll talk more about that later. But welcome to Alternative Perspectives. This is Atlanta's only local radio hour devoted exclusively to issues affecting Atlanta's queer community, as well as queers around the globe. Uh, I am your host, Greg Boss, and thank you so, so much for listening. And uh, before I go any further, the opinions expressed here are those of myself and my guests and do not necessarily represent the views of WRFG, its employees, board, volunteers, funders, or listeners. So uh, my apologies for not being uh, on the show every single week. Uh, I am a CPA by trade. I'm in the middle of tax season, uh, which reminds me, if you've not done your taxes, uh, please do them soon. If you have an accountant, Uh, they need your stuff. (laughs) So um, let's see. Uh, This particular episode i actually recorded an interview a week ago and now we're going to play this uh tonight uh and what i wanted to focus on was uh a place that you can go to get content and see uh uh streaming videos shows that are specifically for us the lgbtq plus people our community in the world. Um, so if you are interested in that, uh, then you will like the show. If you like to watch stuff about us, then you'll like this show. So there's an organization uh, called SVTV. Uh, it's, that stands for, the SV stands for Strong Voices. And this is a streaming service. Uh, it is a paid streaming service. And But I did want to interview the person who started it. Her name is Cherie Johnson. She's from Columbus, Georgia. She has an interesting story about how she got into this. She's also gay. She's black. And she's also a teacher uh, in Columbus. Uh, So she has an interesting story to tell. But also, I just wanted to kind of let you guys know about SVTV. So we're going to be talking to her and about some of the shows that are on there and uh, also what it's like being a teacher uh, who's gay in uh, Columbus, Georgia, uh, and who's also kind of famous uh, because of this SVTV. So people in the school know who she is, and she's not been having any trouble, which is great. Um, But before we get to that interview, uh, it is time for News of the Queer. Uh, uh, I know that's right. Oh, no, she didn't say what? All right, and I'm going to start with something that nobody wants to hear about, which is the Georgia COVID statistics. I do this every time I do a show, and I, even though supposedly it seems like nobody's masking and COVID is over, um, I just, just want to let people know 
uh, where we were at. So, um, so as of March the 28th, which was yesterday, we had a total of 1,333 new cases of COVID in Georgia. That's right. People are still getting it. Uh, and the seven-day average is, is 522 cases. That's your seven-day average, uh, which is actually the lowest it has been uh, in, well, let's see, probably eight or nine months. Uh, there was a low point uh, at the uh, in June of last year, the summertime, and uh, but in May of last year, this this I'm sorry, in um, in March of last year, we were averaging over 1,700 cases a day. Which in March of this year, now we're, our average is 522. So it's definitely getting better. So part of this decrease is obviously because Omicron has run its course, and we don't have a new uh, we don't have a new uh, uh, variant coming on. Uh, and so summertime feels like it's looking good. Uh, it's certainly beautiful out today, or it was. And so uh, let's hope that continues. But uh, my guess is there'll be a new variant that comes along in the fall, but hopefully it'll be even less uh, uh, less virulent um, uh, as the Omicron was. So that's my hope. Anyway, enough about Georgia. Uh, the Georgia COVID stats. Thank you for letting me do that for you because I don't know. I just think it's important. And let's move on to uh, news. So the first thing, uh, and this is really unfortunate, this was yesterday. Um, Public school teachers in Florida are officially banned from holding classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity after Florida Governor's Ron DeSantis signed the controversial parental rights education bill. Uh, The bill, which some opponents have called don't say gay bill, uh, was signed by the governor in Florida uh, yesterday. And it reads, a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels. So to me, this is another uh, solution in search of a problem as if there was a huge problem with people in the first and second grade and third grade uh, having classes on gender identity and sexual orientation. This is not happening. Uh, However, there are kids that are in first, second, and third grade that are realizing that they are either transgender or gay, and it would be nice if it would be okay to talk to these individuals. Uh, And uh, there are people that are very concerned uh, that this is going to basically put um, uh, uh, remove the ability of anyone in school to be there for a child that is dealing with uh, either a sexual orientation or a gender identity issue. So uh, that is very unfortunate, but uh, that is what's happening. And yes, it is going to be challenged. Uh, there are LGBTQ advocates, uh, one of which is Equality Florida, uh, which has announced swift and fierce litigation to fight against the bill. They are creating a legal defense fund as well to support LGBTQ youths and their families who feel the bill violates their rights. It's obvious that in an election year, they're going to pass this thing uh, to try and um, uh, throw a bone to the rabid 
uh, right-wing conservative freakout people. Uh, again, these are my own personal opinions. I just happen to be correct. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so this is very unfortunate. So we'll stay tuned to see what happens. And in my personal opinion, watch for Ron DeSantis running for president of the United States. Uh, I think he's just prepping for that. Uh, I think he will throw his hat into the ring and he could very well be the Republican nominee uh, because he is somebody that is very Trumpian. I don't think Donald Trump is going to end up running. I can't say why. I just I just can't I just can't conceive of that happening again. I I have a feeling uh, he's going to. Uh, sit on the sidelines and uh, be the kingmaker, which is what he's enjoying doing right now. But anyway, so uh, hopefully uh, this thing will be fought. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen to it long term, but it's sad state of affairs right now as we see these anti-gay bills sweeping the country. Moving on, Hungary. Um, Hungarian human rights groups are urging voters to spoil their ballots to defeat a government referendum on LGBTQ issues taking place alongside a national election on Sunday. So this is happening this Sunday. Um, And the election uh, is uh, an election for uh, various individuals, but as well, uh, it is a ballot saying its approval would strengthen prejudice against the LGBTQ community. So this is a, a ballot uh, let's see, Prime Minister Viktor Orban, a nationalist facing a tough battle to be reelected for a fourth consecutive term. So Viktor Orban is on the ballot. The president of Hungary has proposed a referendum on ruling party legislation that limits schools teaching about homosexuality and transgender issues. Again, solution in search of a problem. Uh, the, ref- the referendum has seen a repost to the European was seen as a ripo- as a repose to the European Commission, which launched legal action against Budapest's over the law passed last year that bans the use of materials seen as promoting homosexuality and gender change at schools, essentially as a measure to prevent child abuse. Brussels, that's where the head of the European Union is, uh, Hungary is a member of the European Union, has said it's discriminatory, uh, that it was discriminatory and contravened European values of tolerance and individual freedom. So this is happening all over the globe. Uh, the uh, This new virulent strain of right-wing conservative nationalism, everybody has to be the same, be like us, get the heck out of our country, blah, blah, blah. Um, these individuals are being courted, uh, and the way that they're being courted is by these anti-gay hate laws that don't really have any uh, need to be in existence. So again, it's a sad state of affairs happening in Florida, happening in Hungary, happening in other places across the globe. Uh, Let's move on to the obvious, uh, Ukraine. Uh, And uh, in basement shelters and makeshift clinics, Ukrainian doctors are striving to keep treatment for HIV positive people on track as Russia's invasion raises fears that years of progress to combat the virus in Ukraine could be undone. Uh, Russian bombing and fighting have shuttered HIV clinics in two Ukrainian cities and forced others to limit their services, a leading nonprofit says, while the supply and distribution of vital antiretroviral drugs is also at risk. 
The war is making people with HIV more vulnerable to everything, uh, says Valera Rashninska, uh, the head of human rights at the all-Ukrainian network of people living with HIV. Uh, so infectious disease experts say the war could unleash a public health crisis both in Ukraine and neighboring countries in HIV, tuberculosis, hepatitis C, and opioid addiction. Research shows interrupting antiretroviral treatment can give rise to drug-resistant strains of HIV, potentially narrowing future treatment options, and also undoes the protection the therapy provides against transmitting the virus. So just another in a sea of reasons why war is obviously not a good thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and uh, on the plus side here, the United States is helping LGBT groups in Ukraine by sending financial support. Jessica Stern, the U.S. Special Envoy that promotes LGBT rights abroad, told the Washington Blade uh, that she held multiple roundtables with Ukrainian activists and organizations to build relationships with her office and get information directly from people on the front lines. She also said uh, she spoke with LGBTQ, LGBT rights organizations in Poland, Hungary, and other countries that would be receiving LGBTQI Ukrainian refugees and regional and international groups that are closely monitoring and supporting LGBTQI Ukrainians in this incredibly difficult time. The first and most important thing that the U.S. has been doing has been establishing contact with people who are advocating for and serving LGBTQI Ukrainians and trying to find ways to support them. You know, if you are gay and you escape to Poland, which is where the vast majority of the Ukrainian refugees are going to, you may be hit with homophobia when you get there, particularly in a conservative country these days like Poland. So um, that's something that we need to keep an eye on. And uh, let's see. Ah, here's a good piece of news in Georgia. The first transgender judge has been appointed to the bench in California. Her name is Andy Murdoch. And she is the first openly transgender judge appointed to the bench in California. She will serve in Sacramento County Superior Court. Murdoch's appointment was announced on Friday by Governor Newsom. Uh, Murdoch, 58, has served as chief deputy director at the California Department of Rehabilitation since 2020, um, where she served as chief counsel from 2018 to 2020. Murdoch's appointment was applauded by LGBTQ plus and legal communities. So that's awesome. And then uh, finally, uh, this is a little odd. This happened in Chicago. Uh, A rally to draw attention to the deaths of two black transgender Chicago women turned into a chaotic shouting match when another group of anti-violence activists crashed the event at the Federal Plaza on Monday evening. Uh, So this happened yesterday. As transgender activist Zahara Bassat was pleading, or Bassett, Zahara Bassett, was pleading for justice for the two women, uh, two transgender women, who um, 
were killed. Several members of another group, the group was called Ex-Cons for Community and Social Change, interrupted the event with bullhorns. Our community is dying the, every day in these streets. Um, Muhammad, the, uh, one of the leaders of the group, stated uh, into the bullhorn. After a scuffle between members of the two sides, the transgender advocate said they rescheduled their action. Muhammad said he wanted to bring attention to the broader population of black Chicagoans who are dying because of street violence. Um, Bassett said, well, we're all here for the same fight. Um, So it's really unfortunate uh, that we have this happening. Uh, (laughs) We're all fighting for lack of violence. Why we have to be fighting each other. That's insane. But anyway, that happened in Chicago. Uh, and then I think I'm going to end um, with the Oscars. Uh, and the thing that I wanted specifically to bring your attention to is that Ariana DeBose made history when she took home the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her portrayal of Anita in Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. And she is the first openly queer woman of color to win the Oscar. So um, this was in her acceptance speech, and I thought it was particularly poignant. So Imagine I'm going to go ahead. Imagine this little girl in the backseat of a white Ford Focus. Look into her eyes. You see a queer, openly queer woman of color, an Afro-Latina, who found her strength in life through art. And that's what I believe we're here to celebrate. Questioned your identity ever, 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 or find your, you find yourself living in the gray spaces. I promise you this: there is indeed a place for us. Thank you to the Academy and thank you all. <laughs> and we will be right back. And uh, welcome back to those of you that are just joining us. Uh, by the way, that was Black Betty by Ram Jam. Now, why I'm playing that on a queer show, who knows, other than the fact that I'm queer and I like it and I think it's cool. Anyway, so um, you are listening to WRFG. That stands for Radio Free Georgia, uh, Atlanta, uh, 89.3 FM on your dial. And this is the beginning of our spring pledge drive. So I uh, am not going to annoy you too much through this uh, hour as we uh, talk, but uh, I did want to make a request that you please go to WRFG.org and make a donation. And when you make the donation, say a little thing about alternative perspectives, because that's what you're listening to. Um, Those donations are paramount for us. They keep us on the air. We are all volunteer air shifters. There's only two staff, or actually three staff now in the entire organization. Uh, And with those three staff, we're pushing 100,000 watts, and we're playing all kinds of 
uh, progressive information and handpicked music that you couldn't get anywhere else. If you're listening, you probably like us. So give us money. Uh, but um, with that, um, you are listening to Alternative Perspectives. Again, this is Atlanta's only local radio hour to, ex, uh, devoted exclusively to issues affecting Atlanta's queer community. And uh, I'm Greg Bossen, your host, and thanks for listening. So um, speaking of media, um, I ran across uh, a very cool uh, streaming service, and I guess I just want to give you just a little bit of context. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but I certainly have being queer, uh, is the lack of representation that we have been struggling with uh, on the airwaves, uh, certainly in television um, and in movies uh, over the past umpteen years. Now, obviously, that's gotten better. Um, you know, we have uh, mainstream gay characters that are on television, but they are still a vast uh, minority. And if you happen to be trans, well, you have pose now, but if you have to be, if you happen to be trans, you happen to be uh, certainly a black and uh, gay, black gay women in particular, uh, still underrepresented. Uh, and the stories that you do see uh, are um, somewhat sensationalized. Uh, and there's a lot more that goes on uh, in the life of uh, queer folks. Uh, I know you know this if you are queer and even if you don't. Uh, I assume you know because we're people just like anybody else and we have our own stories and we think they are especially interesting. In fact, we think we're more interesting than straight people. I'm sorry. We really do. I'm just going to be honest there. But anyway, so um, if you are hungry for content um, where you can see yourself, um, I found something. It's a streaming service called SVTV. Uh, it's been around since 2017, and the SV stands for Strong Voices. And um, what I wanted to do was to have an interview and to speak with the founder, who actually has a really cool story herself. Uh, her name is Sherry Johnson, um, and she grew up in Columbus, Georgia, so she's one of our own here in Georgia. And uh, she has a pretty interesting story to tell about her life and how she came to be doing this where now she has this streaming service with content uh um, i said sherry and it's share no it's sherry it's sherry i got it right i can't believe it so uh so sherry first of all after i butchered your name uh thank you so much for joining us uh, thank you, Greg, for having me, and I can guarantee that uh, butchering my name, uh, you won't be the first and, and you won't be the last, uh, but I've been called worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, so uh, the first thing that I want to do is I think I'm going to let you explain uh, just what SVTV is. I mean, there's a mission statement and everything, but just uh, – Tell the audience what it is that SVTV is trying to do to help our community and the world. Well, the SVTV network, like you stated, has a mission statement, but we are the mission statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is a platform uh, that shows representation, accurate representation of our community. And our mission is to amplify the voices of that community, the underrepresented, 
the underestimated in television, film, sports, and advocacy. Uh, you know, because representation matters. Yeah, and and the thing too that I I wanted to, I guess I wanted to start because I re- I really am interested in in how this hits home for you personally, um, which I guess kind of ties into how you got started with this. So tell the listeners a little bit about, um, you know, where you came from um, uh, and and how you happened upon this project, because I know it took a while to get there. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely been a a great journey, (laughs) Um, a a toiling journey, but a, a journey in itself. Very blessed. Um, well, the SVTV network uh, started, uh, I would say, not the actual network, but in 2012, uh, you know, being a, a, a queer lesbian uh, in the LGBTQ community, um, dating. So dating, dating's been a, a hard task for me. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, in 2012, I went through a major uh, breakup uh, after 11 years, and uh, you know how old, how old were you then? <laughs> Is that a bad question to ask live? Yeah, that's a bad question because then just, people gonna go to add and subtract and how old am I now? <laughs> Come on, I just want to get people a range so they know. Are we talking about a 20 something person or a 30 something person? We'll leave it with that. Early, late, late 20s, early late 30s. 30s. Late right, 20s, so, early 30s. And you were dating this girl for 12 years? 11. You can round it to 12. You can subtract it. I don't even care. So however <laughs> you want to do it. Was she a lot older than you? No. Actually, okay. we were the same age wow, and had okay. the same birthday. At the time, uh, both edgy. Well, I was a firefighter. I started out being a firefighter in Columbus, Georgia, made it to sergeant. And uh, when I finished my master's degree, um, it was in education. I come from a family of educators. My mom's the baby of nine and all of them are educators. Wow. Um, and so I fought it as long as I could. And, and when I uh, finished my master's degree, um, I decided to be a teacher and I was dating an educator at the time. So, you know, it was great to be in the same field as my partner and, you know, spring breaks together, summer breaks together, Christmas breaks together, just all together. Yeah. Um, So uh, when that uh, went on a downward spiral, (laughs) um, my friends, my best friends were there to uh, hold me together. That was my first breakup and major breakup in life. Not my first breakup, but first after 11, 12 years, that was like almost marriage. Well, Um, and and you started dating her really young. So this is almost your first entree into the dating scene, really. Yeah, Yeah. somewhat, somewhat. But 12 years, again, that that to me was longevity. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it went on a down spiral and, you know, poor little heart was broken. And... uh, (laughs) My uh, best friends came to the rescue and in, in, in the joking manner that my friends are, uh, you know, trying to make me laugh and make me smile and make me come around and, you know, get back into my power. Um, they said, your life should really be a movie. And I thought about that and I was like, so should yours, <laughs> all of you. And so um, kind of on a dare, 
um, I set out to tell myself and my crew's story. Um, and the things we've gone through in love, life, careers. And it was the first uh, series of its kind, um, professional uh, masculine of center uh, uh, lesbians. Um, for now, us. Are, and black, black lesbians. Yes, black yeah. lesbian queer. Mm-hmm. Correct. All, and, we got, we're know, all y'all in Columbus? No, no. Oh, we God. all met uh, through sports and each other. Uh, I played semi-pro basketball for a while until I tore my ACL. I was doing that as well as teaching, uh, but playing pro ball as well. And uh, they were ballers. One was a track star, but uh, <laughs> uh, met her through the ballers. So um, anyway, uh, the, the show uh, started out in 2012 called Studville TV. Um, and it was the story of my life and my three best friends and the things we've gone through. Uh, in dating, life, and careers, and friendship, and uh, it was an instant success. Um, we went through three seasons of the show, um, uh, showing positive representation. You know, masculine of centers with careers, uh, retirement funds. Uh, you know, notable careers in 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 being a firefighter, educators, uh, pastors, um, and so that story was told. And it, it just took off. And so. Uh, and I, I guess I should say this was in 2012, right? Correct. So if, correct. You're, a, if you're a black gay woman in 2012 and you turn on the television, you're not going to see you there. So no, that's why you it, were given. Gay well, at the that. time, The Wire was big. I think it was mm-hmm. on Showtime or HBO, The Wire, mm-hmm. but they had Snoop who is a notable uh, masculine of a center lesbian, but she played a drug dealer and uh, so forth. So that still wasn't representation of myself and my, my friends. Uh, but, you know, at least we were represented, but not represented to where we saw ourselves on television. So other than that, I mean, we had Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> uh, who was breaking uh, uh, the mold there in, in, in the talk show industry, but doesn't look like us. No, um, so, <laughs> that girl you know, is that girl's way white. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then later on, we had RuPaul, you know, as the years went on, we had RuPaul and RuPaul still doesn't look like me, but sweetheart, beautiful person. And uh, so, again, representation and, and to tell our stories uh, of masculine black center uh, lesbians, professionals. And so the show was a hit. We went to three seasons. And then uh, the third season uh, was very successful. We had grown in production quality, uh, acting. We took amateur actors and, and, you know, just hit the ground running. They did a great job of, of you know, bringing the story to life. And, uh, you know, we reached the masses. We even reached heterosexuals. We would have uh, inbox messages from heterosexuals like, I watched the show, but I'm not gay. But I didn't know y'all went through stuff like we went through. Uh, talking about some of the segments in the show. So uh, it, it reached both the gay community and the heterosexual community. But again, it was realistic and it told our lives and our stories. And so uh, after three seasons on YouTube, uh, our relationship with YouTube kind of went awry and they demonetized us uh, and uh, stating that they didn't have a suitable 
advertisers uh, uh, for us and, and other other LGBTQ shows on YouTube as well. Uh, but we were the top lesbian web series. And um, so after they demonetized us, um, they surely could find advertisers during Pride Month, but in the month of June. But Oh, uh, yeah. They said they couldn't find suitable advertisers, advertisers to partners with. So um, I was left in a position uh, to where, again, I wanted to show representation and tell our community's lives, our stories, our way. No demonetization, just pure representation our way. Uh, nobody, we control the narrative. And so uh, in 2012, and then I hopped back, in 2012, I lived in an apartment and I had painted one of the walls chalkboard paint and I have a picture of it. And uh, I used to write scenarios uh, that would go or scenes or topics that we wanted to cover in the series. And in the middle of that is written down on the chalkboard. And again, I have I have pictures. I believe in the secret and the affirmations, but I wrote gay flicks on there. Sounds kind of pornographic, but I'm glad the name has changed now. <laughs> but it was it was gay flicks. God gave me that vision uh, to start a streaming service. Netflix was jumping off at that time, it growing bigger and better, and and changing their business model. And uh, you know, I was like, well, we need a Netflix for the gay community. Okay, so fast forward uh, into 2017, demonetized from YouTube. 2012 wrote the vision down so a herald can run with it. And uh, the SBTV network was born, Strong Voices Television, uh, with a mission to amplify our voices and to tell our stories, our lives, our way on one network. Well, and uh, here we are in 2022, and, and, and things are going great, and the launch was a success. And, of course, we bumped our head along the way, and, and we did have some 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 faults and, and some learning lessons as, as you know, any entrepreneur or any platform has. Um, but we, we faced those adversities and, and we're, we're still going to this day. Um, and uh, we're growing daily, um, making partnerships, uh, licensing content, getting back into creating content because uh, COVID kind of shut us down. Um, but we're, we're back on track now. COVID, just as quick as it came, seems to be going away. And, uh, you know, here we are today uh, with a strong platform. We've built a great team, a great team of mentors and advisors, uh, you know, people from Disney, uh, NBC, Comcast. Uh, it's just start out organization. Uh, these uh, people have been pivotal uh, to our maintaining our success. All right. Well, I'm going to take a, a, a quick break here. Um, uh, you are listening to Sheree uh, Johnson of SVTV, which is a LGBTQ streaming service. And we will be right back. The message is perfectly simple. The meaning is clear. Don't ever stray too far. Don't disappear. No, don't disappear. Ever had and now a message from our public affairs bulletin board. 
University is an underground freedom school based here in Atlanta for undocumented students like me. We are undocumented young people who are deeply committed to our education despite Georgia's notorious policy 416 and 434, which bans us from equal access to public universities in Georgia. Freedom University is unique not only because we are the only school for undocumented students in the country, but also because we employ a popular education model where we, as students, choose the courses that are offered. Each semester, we take classes in the fields of human rights, college preparation, arts, STEM, and well-being. This semester, we chose classes such as Indigenous Studies, Natural Sciences, a writing workshop, art studio, and a Mexican Son Jarocho music class. Beyond the classroom, Freedom University also helps us by providing us with legal assistance, mental health support, and emergency financial aid. Freedom University is able to provide us with courses and holistic support thanks to the generosity of everyday people in Atlanta and around the world who believe in our human rights to education. If you would like to support Freedom University's work by empowering undocumented students like me, you can find more information on www.freedom-university.org or follow us on Instagram at fu underscore Georgia. Thank you so much for your love and solidarity. Room, rethink her life on the alcohol, vodka and cranberry. Thank you, doll. She going back to the workroom. This ain't her night. The rise and fall. She hit the fan when she hit that wall. Girl, I got you lost and found you. Mama Ru about to show you who you was before you went and lost your mind. Bring back my girls. Bring back my girls. All right. And welcome back to WRF. G Radio Free Georgia, and this is in Atlanta, 89.3 FM. Uh, that was RuPaul, Bring Back My Girls. We are speaking with uh, the founder of SVTV, um, Cherie Johnson, uh, who uh, not only uh, has the streaming service, but is also um, an educator. And I wanted to talk a little bit First of all, I have to say, Sheree, I'm kind of blown away with all of the stuff that you have done and are doing because you still have a full-time job as a teacher and you have this streaming service. And, I mean, are you still – what else are you doing? I feel like there's a couple of other things you're doing with your life right now. <laughs> I, I, I coach volleyball, coach basketball. I, I'm, I'm an author. I wrote a book that's coming out soon. I wrote it during COVID, a children's book. Uh Black Girl Magic, and um, yeah, I, I, I make films, and uh, yeah, I'm, I network, and so actually I have two full-time jobs. Yeah, no. One in eight hours a day, and one eight hours at night, and sometimes they both blend. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, because, you you know, we we talked before uh, this, this show, and we talked a little bit about um, the fact that you are an educator, and I was curious to hear um, if people at your school and it's it, it, and it's we're not going to say the school or anything like that, but um, or any of the students, obviously. But um, I was curious if people knew. Um, and uh, so, tell me a little bit about, I guess, your philosophy on being a black gay woman uh, and having this network, which is all about 
um, you know, representation. But 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 when you're at school, it's a different situation for you. Like, I guess, tell me about your philosophy about how out you are at school. Like, how do you handle that? Well, I I don't go to school, uh, you know, wearing rainbow flags every day. I don't talk about my personal sex life or I, how I identify. I'll give you my pronouns and, and, and you can go from there. I feel that if you know, you know. But of course, I've, I've never shown up with a, a husband by my side. I, you know, not married. I don't have kids. I'm a dog mom. Shout out to Coco. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, my job is to educate uh, youth and and to coach youth and that's what i do i go to work and i i i do my job to the best of my ability now for our out students and out athletes i've had over the years you know athletes come up to me who clearly must have watched the show uh in the past and say coach johnson you're famous no baby i'm just coach johnson I'm just Coach Johnson. If you ever need me, I'm here for you. And we just keep it moving. Um, you know, in, in recent years, we've had students who are out and kids have started, have started wearing pins on their shirts, uh, you know, what their pronouns are. My pronouns are th- this, they, uh, them. You know, first day of school, I'll say, you know, what is everyone's pronouns? Does everyone have pronouns? What are your pronouns? Let's go over those. So I, I address things subtly, but middle school is an impressionable age. Uh, I know when I was in middle school, I was trying to find myself. Um, I didn't come out really until college, I guess. Uh, but I, I, I guess that's when, the only time I had the opportunity. But, but um, uh, they're very impressionable. So, you know, I, I don't want to put my opinions you know, I see them wearing the pins and the rainbow flags, and, and that's all great. But they know. If they know, they know. They'll come up to me in the hall, you know, with problems. I told this boy I didn't like him, that I like girls. Can I go talk to the counselor? You sure can. Is there anything you would like for me to assist you with? Uh, no, I want to go speak to the counselor. So I, I let them know that that there is someone there to advocate for them, but I don't advertise that again if you know you know and and that is so i mean it would it be fair to say most people at the school probably have a decent idea um uh because i mean you know you've got this show so i would imagine once a few kids find out they probably tell everybody um uh but it's um i mean i guess the impression i got is it's not as if you're concerned about you know, some sort of backlash. It's more about just being respectful of the boundaries. But what what would the backlash be? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it is boundaries, but I don't feel that there will be a backlash. I run a reputable, uh, reputable uh, organization. You know, mm-hmm. I work with organizations. Uh, our platform works with the Atlanta Dream. Uh, we've been on the GLAAD Awards, the NAACP Image Awards, Red Carpet, you know, no, I'm talking about, or, I'm talking about 
um, parents going, oh, my gosh, there's a gay teacher. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, well, again, if you know, you know. I mean, yeah. just I, I, I just feel that unless I have some type of relationship with you in, in, in that manner, then you don't need to know. Right. I mean, no, if you, I ask, you. I, if you ask, I would definitely tell you. Yeah. But again, if you know, you know. So yeah. They, yeah. they go with the assumption, you know, I, I wear Ralph Lauren and polo every day and khaki pants. And I mean, if you know, you know. <laughs> so how long do you think you're going to keep teaching then? Because if this thing really takes off, I mean. When when this takes off. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm I'm close to retirement anyway. Oh, really? So when when this takes off, I'm prepared for that. Uh, yeah. We've been preparing for that. And, uh, you know, uh, we've been in talks uh, Mm -hmm. uh, with VCs in preparing for that. So, um, yeah, we're we're ready. Talk a little bit. um, If you could give me just a few examples of some of the shows that are on SCV, uh, uh, SVTV, some of the shows that you feel really good about, uh, just to kind of let people out there know what, what, you know, what kind of representation is there that they don't wouldn't usually see on television. All right, so we have my favorite documentary, and it's bad. <laughs> so I maybe I shouldn't say favorite, but one of the one of the best documentaries on our platform is a is a show, um, uh, a documentary called The Upstairs Inferno. Uh, I did not know about the Upstairs Inferno until COVID hit, and when we found out about it. Our team was on it the whole time of COVID lockdown, contacting the creator and producer of this show, uh, Robert Kamina. Uh, Upstairs Inferno uh, is about the mass murder of uh, the, it was the largest mass murder of the LGBTQ community until Pulse happened. Uh, People just went minding their business to an upstairs club. The club was packed. And someone set fire to it, and they all got trapped in there and burned and, and died. And, oh, it was crazy. When was but this? Him, when when uh, was this and where was this? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the little movie about it. 1973 in New Orleans, uh, uh, the gay mass murder. What was the name of the bar, I wonder? Because, you know, there's there's a couple famous gay bars that have been there forever. Yeah, that was in New Orleans. That slips my mind right now. But, uh, you know, again, we have it on the platform. So if you want to come on there, then that would be great. Um, It was called the Upstairs Lounge. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There it is. All right. And then uh, you got another one for us? Um, well, Studville TV is on there, so that's where it all started. So I always want to give a shout out to uh, Studville TV uh, from 2017. All four seasons, season four was never on YouTube. Um, season four is on um, one through four are actually on um, on our platform. So of course, you know that's one. Um, great sports films, um, documentaries. We have the Greg Luganis documentary, um, Back on Board. Um, we have the Fallon Fox uh, uh, story. 
Um, she was the first transgender boxer to come out. So we have that documentary on there. Um, new series, uh, Against the Ropes uh, TV series, um, lesbian wrestler, gay lesbian wrestler. Um, so that episode is on there. I mean, it's just, I, I guess I'm not the right person to answer this. You would have to, maybe we should put something out to our subscribers uh, to tell us what their favorites are. Yeah. Um, but those are definitely my favorites. Man Made is on there. Uh, uh, a boxing documentary uh, for the transgender community. Um, nice. Avocado Toast. Avocado Toast is a good favorite. That brings a smile to my face. It's a series uh, a, a great series of two lesbian women and, and one goes home to find out that her parents are getting divorced and her mother is is now, you know, teeter-tottering on the line of, of, of becoming part of the community. So, uh, uh, I wonder if she finds out while they're eating avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great. That sounds uh, great. So I did want to, I did want to let people know a little bit about what's on there. So, um, I, thank you, first of all, for coming on and talking about um, this. I think it's really important. I think it's neat what you're doing. I'm going to ask you to stay on for just a couple more minutes because I did want to talk to you about this whole uh, don't say gay bill. Because my understanding is that they – I know they just passed something in Florida, and I think there's something going on in Georgia, if I'm not in mistaken. Georgia as well. Yep. So let me um, – I'm going to uh, I'm gonna uh, take a little break here, and then we come back. I just want to ask you your uh, opinion on that, uh, and I will – we will be right back. You are listening to WRFG. This is Alternative Perspectives. Donate your car, truck, or boat. It's easy. We can put it to good use and you get a tax receipt. Call our toll-free number. We pick up your vehicle, running or not, and we send a tax receipt. And it, it only takes just a few minutes. Just call toll-free 844-WRFG-CAR or 844-973-4227 to arrange a free pickup. All proceeds to benefit your favorite community radio station, 89.3 FM, WRFG.org, WRFG Atlanta. Thank you. And if you don't have a car that you would like to donate, there are other ways to donate for WR to WRFG. Um, this is Greg Boston from Alternative Perspectives, and I just wanted to uh, let you know that this is the beginning of our spring fun drive for WRFG, and this is the biggest fun drive of the year, and uh, we raise the majority of our money in this spring fun drive, and it's very, very important that if you are listening to the radio and you're listening to WRFG um, and you appreciate uh, the progressive information uh, and the progressive news and the hand-picked music that's on, um, and you want to keep it going, 
please go on our website, wrfg.org, uh, where you can donate, and please put alternative perspectives in the uh, little place there where you can say what's, what uh, show you were listening to. I would very much appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we will be right back in two shakes. All right. That's actually the beginning of Boogie Oogie Oogie uh, from A Taste of Honey. Dating myself here. That's an old song, probably from the 70s. Anyway, you are listening to WRFG Atlanta 89.3 FN, and we are finishing up our old conversation here with Cherie Johnson. Cherie is the founder of SVTV. She's also uh, an activist. She's also an agitator. She's also... Um, an educator. And uh, I wanted to, um, I asked Sheree to to stay on the the line here just for a minute uh, to get your opinion because you are an educator in school um, on the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, It just passed in uh, Florida, but I believe there's a proposal in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know anything about this, Sheree? Uh, Yes, there is one. If you follow uh, Georgia Equality on, on social media, um, they are uh, big on um, advocating uh, for our rights in Georgia, and they recently posted that the bill was being proposed uh, here in Georgia, the Don't Say Gay bill as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, the goal is to keep, supposedly, I mean, the goal is to keep uh, kids to to not say anything to kids or do anything that would indicate, you know, that that, that you're supporting uh, anything related to gender equality or gender um, or um, uh, uh, gender identity or sexual uh, identity, uh, and um, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about that as a teacher. Where I am has never been talked about, so um, but it, it is dangerous to not talk about it. Right, um, has never been part of our curriculum. Um, but to uh, pose a bill that would uh, not allow or for it to be wrong, there have been some some teachers who were dismissed during COVID um, when we all had to go home and go virtual. You know, they had gay flags in the back of their their virtual classrooms and so forth, and they were excused from their duties uh, during COVID. Really? And, uh, yeah. Google those stories. Oh, wow. It was a couple of them uh, for having the gay flags up. And one gentleman refused to take his flag down. So, of course, you know, it was take it down or leave. And so wow. Um, wow. So it it hasn't been accepted in the classroom where I am. Now, there there are places that it may be accepted. But where I am, me speaking on the bill, uh, definitely, well, I went to college in Florida, uh, so I'm a part of that education system, but that was collegiate. Um, But, you know, to have a bill that would prevent if the topic came up in class or saying that word to now you can really lose your job. Now we got you by by the law. We we put this bill in and, and you by golly better follow it. 
Um, so definitely people are going home now. Um, not only for the, the adult educators, but for the children as well. It, it is not a safe environment for them um, because it just leaves everyone in the dark about the community and, and, you know, prevents people from coming out, you know, suicides go up and, you know, cause who can you turn to? You can't talk about it in the only place you may feel safe, which is in, in your school, in your classroom, or with a teacher like myself or the school counselor, you can't say gay. We can't discuss it. It can't be a part of the curriculum. It can't be talked about. And, you know, I, I just think that's just another bill that, you know, we don't have a need for. Like, come well, up with something else. Well, fortunately, um, the bill, it's it's Senate Bill 613. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last week, um, it, uh, it didn't make a vote. It didn't make a vote. So the legislative day was uh, finished and um, uh, it was never voted on by the full Senate. That's so in Georgia? In Georgia. in Georgia, right? In Georgia, in yeah. Georgia. So it's uh, it's officially dead for this year, but you can be guaranteed that uh, it's going to be brought up again. Uh, if not in uh, 2023, it'll be brought up in 2024 ahead of the presidential election because they like right. to put stuff up there that really rallies people yeah. uh, that that are homophobic. Really, is what I think right. it comes down right. to. And I tell you, if I had had something like that when I was a kid where I could have talked about it or learned about it or heard about it, it would have been extremely helpful if I was in a classroom where it was normalized, you know, I mean, you know, and I hear these people, they're saying, oh, well, you know, you're too young to learn about stuff like that. Well, all I know is I guarantee you when you're in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know what a married couple is. And so if two people are married, and they're in a story, and the, the people that are married are a man and a woman, that's okay. But if two people are married in a book somewhere, in a story, in school, and they're both men or both women, that's not okay? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's like, and it, if, if it's normal, it's normal. You know, if you're telling me that it's not normal, then apparently we still got a problem, which we know we still have a problem in this country, so... Right. And and again, that's why the platform is important, because you have other platforms, you know, that Disney, all of its employees just walked out because of how Disney handled making donations uh, uh, to representatives in Florida who supported the bill. So all the gay employees have now walked out uh, of, of Disney. Uh, Netflix, uh, they had the uh, Dave Chappelle fiasco um, and, you know, a, a lot of the gay comedians, you know, were in support of it. I, I'm in support of it, uh, of him. But uh, the employees walked out of Netflix, the transgender employees uh, and other members of the LGBTQ community walked out. Because, yes, representation matters. And we are being represented a little bit better. Uh, the transgender community catches it worse than, than any of us. But, you know, we are being represented a little bit better. But then there's always that backlash. So, right. you know, a, a, a platform that's for us, by us, that tells our lives, our stories, our way without any backlash. Um, so, yeah, Disney that's employees, Netflix employees walking out. Hey, I know a gay streaming service. Uh, you're always welcome. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sheree. I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, it's SVTV and uh, you can network and you can find it online. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, that's it for uh, Alternative Perspectives. Uh, I hope you have uh, yourself a good rest of the week and be sure uh, to stay tuned and be sure to donate. Um, I'll talk to you next week at Peach State Festival is next. See you later.